Oh, hello there. Quick question for you. Does taking a great brand or product photo feel like a code you simply can't crack? Do you want to give up trying to create visual assets for your business before you've even started? Well, you're about to discover the secrets to taking powerful brand and product photos while strategically sharing them in a way that will serve your bottom line without adding hours of learning to your already packed up calendar. If you're a business owner, maker, influencer, or affiliate marketer, you already know that showing up online with beautiful imagery is super important. That's why I created this free online training especially for you to level up your brand and create the kind of imagery that catches the eye of your customer, the kind of imagery you can be proud of. During this retraining, you will learn my four-step framework for taking brand and product photos that will help you improve your sales and attract more customers without being salesy. You will also learn the top four mistakes most people make with brand and product photos and why these mistakes are costing them major profits. So, are you ready to up-level your visual brand assets? I thought so. For a limited time only, grab your seat for my free training at kellylawson.ca slash free masterclass. That's kellylawson.ca slash free masterclass. I am so excited to be your teacher and I'll see you in class. Do you ever get to the end of your workday and think, I have no idea what just happened there? I mean, I worked hard all day, but I don't really have anything to show for it. Do you ever find yourself caught on the hamster wheel of mundane, repetitive tasks that need to get done, but they don't necessarily move the needle in your business? And so the cycle continues, the cycle where you spend your entire day working in your business instead of on your business. And so many little things get completed, but nothing really moves forward. You're checking boxes, but you feel stuck and frustrated. And quite frankly, some days it gets to you so deeply that you just feel like throwing the towel in on the whole dang thing. My friend, I have been there, but I'm here to tell you that there is a better way. You can break the seemingly endless cycle of doing hashtag all of the things by identifying and creating systems in your business and using automation and outsourcing tools so that the humdrum can run themselves while you get back to focusing on the bigger things. So are you ready to put some quality oil into that fine machine of yours? Well, consider me your official business mechanic and let's do this. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Okay, guess what? I think I know you a little, and here's what I'm betting on. You are not a big fan of ads or sponsors interrupting the good stuff in here. I mean, I can practically see you over there hitting the little button to get past the ads and back to the good stuff. 
It's totally okay. I understand. So I've decided to do something a little crazy. And for the next few episodes of the Workshop Weekly Podcast, I'm dropping all of our sponsors. Call me a rebel, but the point of starting this whole thing was to provide you with the best free content to motivate, inspire, and teach you how to shoot for the stars in your life and in your business. So I'm going to jump right back into alignment with these values and tell you that this episode is brought to you by my brand new course, Product Photography Mastery. Now, Today is the last day for enrollment. The doors close at midnight tonight, and I'm not sure when we'll open again. And when we do, chances are the price will go up, and I do not want you to miss the chance to come and work with me. So if you find yourself feeling a little overwhelmed with not knowing how to show up online with your business these days, I want to take you by the hand and help you navigate the transition we are all facing during these uncertain times. Because here's the thing, I'm a commercial and wedding photographer, and even I don't know when or how consistently I'm going to be able to serve my clients for the next little while. So it's truly time to start thinking about investing in yourself and in your business and becoming self-sufficient with your content creation. This is why I created Product Photography Mastery so that I can invite you into my world and show you the way. This course is designed with you in mind. You don't need any fancy gear to get started. And by the end of the first lesson, you'll be taking amazing product photos with what you've already got. This course is rooted in understanding that your photos and content need not just be high quality and well composed, but they need to appeal to your target client. And that's why inside the course, you'll be learning about both so that you can be showing up online with your best, most effective content, the kind that resonates with your customers. So if this sounds like something you need, please don't delay. You can save your seat by visiting kellylawson.ca product mastery. And remember, the doors close tonight at midnight. The time to invest in your craft is literally now. Okay, what do you say? Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, does this sound familiar? You're going to send just one quick email just to get it done. And before you know it, you've spent an hour in your inbox trying to answer to all of the things. I've been there. Before I made automation my friend, this was me. I'd waste precious hours every week, sometimes every day, doing the same tedious tasks over and over. Sometimes I think as busy entrepreneurs, we can overlook the smaller jobs in our businesses, especially when it comes to efficiency, because we just want to bulldoze through them and get it done. But when it comes down to it, if you added up all of the just one quick emails that we're sending to clients day after day, the reality is these things really do add up and they can easily become the things that you are spending most of your time doing. There are definitely things that we're doing over and over again every single day. And when you stop and think about it, there are a lot of hours and a lot of wasted time caught up in these mundane and repetitive tasks. And I am here to tell you that you should never underestimate the fact that these seemingly small tasks are the very pesky little devils that keep us locked into working in our businesses instead of on our businesses. And working on your business means that you're making time for those 
big picture plans that could seriously uplevel your business or career. That's important because that's where growth happens. So today I want to dig into how we can add automation and outsourcing into your business and your workflow so that you can get out of the weeds. I want you to start taking the steps you need to take to pull back from the vicious, repetitive cycles that seem innocent enough, but are probably the very thing that prevent you from progressing, either impressing the heck out of your boss or advancing in your career or growing your business. Trust me, even a few little automation hacks are going to transform your business and your life. And you might find that once you get started with automation, you'll begin to see all kinds of places in your business that you can automate. And let's not forget that in this life, Time is your real currency. Every day you wake up and you get the same amount of minutes as the day before, and you get the same amount as everyone else. Time is very democratic that way, but how we use our time can vary a lot. Have you ever looked at a friend or a colleague and wondered, how does she do it? How does she get so much done? I know I have, and you know what I've learned? Automation and outsourcing are some of the best ways to keep some of that precious commodity of time for what matters most. For me, that means time to work on my business, time to be present for my husband and son, time to pop a cork and hang with my gal pals every once in a while. So before I get into how I use automation in my business, I want to kick off this episode by getting you to think about a few things in your own work life or business. Now, this is the part of the workshop where I say, grab your notebook or pen and paper or go download the free workbook that goes with this episode and let's get brainstorming. Now, of course, if you're driving or at the gym, please don't try to write down anything, but instead you can grab the free workbook at kellylawson.ca slash 013 and it will guide you to write all of these things down later. For now, I want you to think about the following. I want you to think about repetitive patterns in your business. These are things that are done frequently or semi-frequently and follow the same basic sequence over and over. Some examples might include scheduling appointments, explaining a process to an employee or a client, updating your website, responding to emails, or maybe just simply putting out a blog post each week, something like that. In the photography world, uploading and backing up files, organizing them, editing, processing and delivering photos to clients are all examples of significant and repetitive tasks in my business. The point here is to be on the lookout for repetitive tasks throughout your week and your day. The types of things that you can find yourself doing over and over without giving it much thought. Next, I want you to identify things that do not need to be done by you. Yes, you can do them, but do they actually need you? Do they require your genius or your talent, or could they be done by someone else that could easily pick it up and run with it? These might even be things that you are just plain old not good at or that you don't even enjoy doing. The things that simply occupy your time that someone else could be doing equally as well as you or maybe even better than you. These can be things like researching, prepping materials for clients, creating proposals, accounting and taxes, editing photos, managing social media. I like to think of these tasks as your not-to-do list and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. 
For now, I want you to think about the tedious tasks. Those are the ones that are just plain annoying. The kind of things that you push off until you can't push them off anymore. For me, this is always administrative, non-creative, non-strategic stuff. The bookkeeping, the grant applications, the contract signing, the invoicing, the delivering photos, paying remittances, paying invoices, the mechanical stuff, all that stuff. Now, if you've never taken the time to sit down and gather an inventory on your daily tasks as an entrepreneur or even as a corporate or hourly employee, consider this your official nudge to do so. This is the first step in tightening up your work process. It might seem daunting or even like a waste of time at first, but Even little steps toward automating your business will make big changes for you. And trust me, the ROI on your time will pay off in spades in the long run for your success. So over the next week or two, I want you to take note of what you're spending your time doing each day. Think of it like a productivity audit. If you've ever kept a food journal where you write down everything you eat for a week or a month, it's kind of the same idea, just with time and tasks. And by the way, this is not just something for entrepreneurs. This is for everyone. If you're working a corporate nine to five job, you will still appreciate having your tasks automated so that you can be your most effective self when you're clocked in. I'm sure you're already thinking of the 26 things you would do if you had just a little more time in your day. So let's find out where your time is going, how much of it is dedicated to creating and serving your clients and customers, and how much of it is spent doing the mechanical things, the stuff that puts you on the hamster wheel and keeps you treading water instead of swimming forward, the things that I asked you about earlier. So now that I've got you thinking about these things, I want to talk about a few places where I've created automation in my business. Now, when I look at my own business and the growth that I've had over the past two years, automation has played a significant role. It has enabled me to diversify my revenue streams, fill my sales funnels, nurture relationships with potential clients and customers, and even earn passive income in my business all while I'm doing other things. When I started looking at what I was doing as more than just a photography business, it became vitally important to me that I was spending my time doing tasks that only I could do, while still seeing to it that those more repetitive, mundane, behind-the-scenes, time-sucky kind of tasks were still getting done. And now that I've gotten a taste for building efficiencies in my business via automation or outsourcing, I am constantly looking at where I can be more efficient in my business, where I can prevent needing to do the same thing twice or worse over and over, and where I can outsource the things that don't really need to be done by me. It has been such a pivotal piece in my ability to diversify revenue, add hired help and contractors seamlessly and effectively, but also to build a foundation to scale my business. If I haven't made it crystal clear already, I truly believe that automation is the single most important precursor for growth, period. Okay, so the first thing that I did in my business was to eliminate calendar scheduling. So... As most of you probably already know, the main branch of my business is photography services, which by nature of what it is, requires getting bookings on the calendar. If you're a business coach, a consultant, a hairstylist, or any other type of service provider, you're already nodding your head. 
because much of your bread and butter depends on getting clients into your calendar. If you are in a corporate role, talk to me about how much time can be wasted bouncing meeting times back and forth. And if you're not using an automation tool for this, it can look like a lot of unnecessary lost time flipping through your calendar and sending communications back and forth. Calendar Automation to the Rescue. This software helps eliminate the need to manually input events and it totally streamlines recurring events or tasks. So there are many calendar automation tools on the market. One that I see a lot in the service industry is Schedulicity. There's also TimeTap, FlexBooker, Booker, and the list goes on and on and on. I'll add a link to the show notes of resources that lists and reviews many of these softwares. But the one that I use in my business is called Calendly. C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. It has limitations for sure, but for the most part, it has served me and my business very, very well. Calendly costs, I think, around $20 per month, and it allows me to make myself available for certain appointment types, collect payment before the appointment is confirmed, it sends receipts to the clients, bye-bye invoicing pains, and it allows me to send customized scheduled emails and SMS text messages to clients as they're appointment approaches. Those reminders are a big deal. Appointment reminders have been shown to reduce no-show rates by up to 85%. And that's a lot of lost revenue for your business. But honestly, who has time to be messaging clients to remind them of appointments when you are already so busy serving the clients that you are with? On top of that, it cuts down on the mundane task of creating an invoice or some method of collecting payment. And believe it or not, even though you're already spending a few seconds here and there to do these things, this time adds up. It is repetitive and it doesn't really require the skills that you possess to complete. So think of it like this. One example in my business, I do a lot of headshots. They are generally very quick sessions. The client comes to my studio and it's pretty much an in and out service. Usually before their appointment approaches, they have questions like, how do I find your studio? Where can I park? How should I prepare for my session? What should I wear? Do you have any advice on hair and makeup? By using this automation service, not only does it take care of the scheduling and money collection, it also enables me to send a sequence of emails to answer those frequently asked questions, and therefore it eliminates my need to communicate back and forth with headshot clients. Also, by sending automated custom text message reminders, I've reduced my no-show rates to 0%, and it allows me to add my personal touch to my services. And best of all, I'm also able to send an automated follow-up email asking for feedback or a testimonial, an important part of the process that I think most entrepreneurs aren't systematizing in their businesses. And later on, another automated email to see if they'd like to rebook or update their headshot, therefore generating more recurring revenue. And I don't want you to think for a second that these automated messages need to sound canned or impersonal. They don't. You can definitely be sending these using your own unique tone of voice and wording. You can customize them to include the customer's first name. And of course, they always have the option to reply to the email and ask questions directly to you. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is frequently asked 
questions. No matter what line of work you are in, there are commonly asked questions in your business. I want you to think of what those are and also start taking note of questions that customers and clients are asking you throughout your process. Maybe it's how to prepare for a session with you or about a payment plan or simply what they can expect now that they've begun working with you in some way. As soon as you respond to these questions, I want you to copy and paste your response into a Google Doc or a blog post that you can link to in the future. Turning it into a blog post will not only save you the trouble of repeating yourself, but if it is something that is often asked by clients, it's going to be pure gold for your search engine optimization. So yeah, if it's a bigger topic like how to prep for your session, you might want to turn it into one dedicated blog post or perhaps you want to complete a blog post that incorporates all of the frequently asked questions that you can refer your customers to and also include throughout your welcome packages, in turn, sending traffic to your website and that is a win-win, my friend. Okay, moving right along, the next thing I did was ditch emails. I mean, okay, I'm sure the thought of abandoning your inbox is a terrifying one, but if you know me, you've heard me say it before. Your inbox is not your to-do list. Your inbox is actually a black hole where precious productivity hours get sucked into relaying information back and forth between two parties in a less than efficient way. So if your daily routine is to get up in the morning, pour your cup of coffee or Baileys, not here to judge, I want to challenge you to stop starting your day with your inbox and think about doing these things instead. First, internal communications. Instead of email, I use Slack or project management software like Trello or Asana to communicate with my team and my collaborators. That way, everyone who needs to be in on a conversation or to see a message can access it anytime in one place. It sure beats the mile-long email chains or rooting around in your inbox, which is a total productivity killer. Of course, email isn't going away anytime soon, but there are ways to manage email overwhelm. The first thing I'd recommend is to create a database of canned email responses. I have a variety of softwares that I use for sending emails in my business. Calendly, as I mentioned earlier, is one of them. Kajabi and PixieSet are others. But for now, the next time you respond to an email and you realize it's reminiscent of emails you've exchanged with previous clients or customers, or you suspect that future clients will want to hear it, I want you to open up a Google Doc and give the email a title and paste it in. Remove the identifiers such as their first name and anything else that's specific to them and highlight it with the words first name. Now you have taken the really difficult first step for creating a database of emails written in your own words that anyone could use to respond to client emails on your behalf. And in the very least, you yourself could be copying and pasting rather than taking the time to type out a small novella each time someone asks you an important question via email. The next thing I want you to do is to create an email autoresponder. Now, if you're like me, you have multiple email aliases. If you do, I would encourage you to have an automated response that is customized for each alias. For example, if you email booking at kellylawson.ca, you will receive an email autoresponder with specific instructions on how to book your session via my Calendly links. 
If you email support at kellylawson.ca, you will be pointed to support resources for my online courses and so on. But if you only have one email alias for now, that's perfectly fine. I want you to begin by setting an autoresponder that points your customers to your frequently asked questions page that we talked about earlier. And that also lets them know that you have set parameters around your emailing times and what those are. So for example, if you are only checking emails for one hour per day, let people know when that time is so that if their question isn't answered in your frequently asked questions, they have a sense for when they can expect to hear back from you. Alternatively, you can place this messaging in the footer of your email. Just make sure that you keep the tone light. Thank them for getting in touch with you. Make sure that you are pouring into how much you value them so that despite receiving an auto response, your customers and potential customers feel loved on. Okay, the next one is a favorite of mine that I only began implementing in the past year as my business and team grew. And it is this. Anytime you need to explain a process to an employee or a contractor, I want you to record it. You can do this using free video screen sharing software like Loom. You can also take screenshots and type out the step-by-step instructions and put it into a Google Doc. Then I want you to take these files and recordings and put them in a folder called Employee Handbook and sort them into categories and title each task. You can use Google Docs for this or any other cloud-based sharing platform like Slack or a project management software like Trello or Asana. Now you are future-proofing your time and workflow. This is an enormous step in creating a seamless method to onboard contractors and employees and people to help you do the things that do not need to be done by you. It also protects you from losing time when someone leaves your company and you need to replace them with someone else. If you have people working in your business now, either employees or contractors who are already completing tasks in your business that you don't have an instruction guide for, I want you to ask them to create a video or instruction document explaining how to do what it is that they do and add that to your database. This can be tasks like updating your website, creating sales funnels or sales pages, posting blogs, editing photos, opening and closing a retail store, social media posts, monthly bookkeeping, sending and paying invoices, and so on. You can also take it a step further and create checklists for each task so that they are being executed consistently and it is clear to whoever is responsible for the task what exactly needs to happen and in what order. And one additional note here, I would also recommend having a master password document or use a service like LastPass for securely storing and sharing passwords to commonly used software programs in your business. You do not want your helpers to get hung up on completing tasks because they can't access the tools that they need to get the job done. Okay. Next, I want you to create a brand guidelines template for your business. Anyone who knows me knows that I love to nerd out on branding and marketing, and this is an area of your business that you want to take steps to protect, especially if you are outsourcing. There will be areas of your business that you'll want to ensure remain consistent and protected. I'm talking about brand colors, imagery, font, and even how your logo is presented if that's relevant. 
there are also things like language and tone of voice that you will want to be seamless and consistent throughout your business. And the best way to keep these in check is to create a document that outlines these guidelines. I have a free resource for creating your own brand guidelines that I will link in the show notes. But for the most part, anyone who is touching your social media, creating graphics, updating your website, creating pins for Pinterest, posts for your blog, landing pages, PDFs, emails, anything at all that goes out into the world should always adhere to your brand guidelines. Believe me, this is a quick and easy document that will save you so much time and protect the consistency of your brand and your customer experience. And now with all these steps in place, you are finally ready to outsource those pesky tasks that do not need to be done by you. It took me a while to be able to let go of control of certain aspects in my business. So if this is you, you are not alone. It is completely normal to want to hold on to and to protect those touch points in your business. But to that, I have to tell you, you just have to let it go. Holding on to these things is actually holding you back. And now that you've created the resources for streamlining your brand and easily moving responsibilities from person to person, you are ready, my friend. It won't be easy at first, but this is where I want to remind you that done is better than perfect. Perfection is a unicorn that just holds you back from moving forward. The other mistake that I made in my business was to go straight for government grants and then hire one person to do all of the things that I put on my not-to-do list. And by the way, a not-to-do list is a list of things in your business that need to be done but shouldn't need you. So yeah, I would hire one or two people, take advantage of the government programs to leverage the expense, but I quickly realized that I can't expect one person to be good at doing all of the things that I don't want to do. I mean, there are definitely people out there who are, but they aren't easy to find. In the meantime, I turned to resources such as Fiverr.com and Upwork.com for hiring people that can do one individual task really well. So for example, I have someone who looks after this podcast, editing the tapes and creating the show notes. Shout out to Joel, who's listening to this right now and making sure that it sounds amazing before it ever reaches your earbuds. Another example is that I have someone dedicated solely to managing my Pinterest account, creating pins for new content, and keeping the engagement going. By the way, Pinterest is by far my most significant web traffic source, so it is 100% worth the investment of outsourcing if web traffic is important to your business model. I'll be dedicating an entire workshop to Pinterest for Business in a future episode. Other examples include having someone look after my bookkeeping and tax remittances and CRA things and also copy editing and copywriting emails and blog posts and post-processing my photos, editing and delivering them to clients and managing my sales funnel and online courses. So basically, instead of hiring one person to do all of these things, I have multiple people who each specialize in one thing and they do it very efficiently and very very well, much better than I could. 
And I just wanted to add a little note to my fellow photographers who I'm sure are cringing every time I mention outsourcing your photo edits. I know the thought of not handling this touch point of product service delivery threatens the quality of your product and it feels super scary. But I want to remind you that this is also a very repetitive task and you can absolutely still control the final sign-off on what is being delivered to your clients. It's the difference between you being tethered to your computer, editing image after image, or you leafing through the images that your carefully trained editor has prepared for you and either tweaking, asking for further changes, or approving it and having them send it off with your previously written personal note from you. Something for you to think about. What could you do with your life or to advance your business if you had those hours of processing your photos back. Think about those dreamy goals you have on your back burner. Now imagine having the time to move them to the front. Okay, next I want you to consider where you can have shop links for your business on your website. So if you're a retail business, this is likely very obvious. You post your product inside your e-commerce platform, payment is made, a confirmation receipt issued, inventory adjusted, and now you're notified that you'll need to get the product to the buyer in whatever method was specified. But for service-related businesses, I think shop links are less obvious. Maybe you're getting inquiries for gift certificates to gift your services, or maybe you're doing a lot of one-hour coaching consultations or service calls, or maybe you're doing a lot of one-hour consultations or coaching calls. Maybe people are asking you to go for coffee when what they've asked you to discuss is actually how you make a living and you feel squeamish about doing it for free. Well, here the opportunity for automation presents itself yet again. You can do simple things like add a PayPal or Stripe link for your hourly fee to your website where you can direct people to go to book this type of session with you. Or you might add a page to your site where customers can easily purchase a gift card for any amount and you can automate an email attachment where they can print the gift certificate immediately. Gone are the days of sending invoices and chasing payments for your service-related business when you put the payment up front on your website. One other thing I want you to consider here is that you are an expert in whatever field of work it is that you are in, and inevitably, you will have people asking you for recommendations for products and services in your field. If you find yourself doing this regularly, I want you to consider signing on for affiliate links for products that you recommend so that you can start earning passive income for the things that you're already doing in your business. Again, this will take a little investment of time to set up, but it will pay off in the long run when you're able to direct people to these links. I think it is worthy of doing an entire episode on where you can be earning passive income in your business, so stay tuned for that one in the very near future. Now, you are well on your way to freeing up valuable time in your workflow using automation and outsourcing. So now I want to make sure that you're using these freed up precious little molecules of time as efficiently as you possibly can. And this is where I want you to batch your work. Batching your work means that you're setting up to do it one time and then doing the same type of task for an extended period of time so that you don't lose the time setting up for each task and the time it takes to get into the brain space of that particular task. 
For me, it looks like this. I batch record my podcasts, taping four to six episodes in one sitting. Another batching favorite of mine, I set up my studio and lighting to do headshots and one day a month, I prorate headshots and I do up to 20 sessions back to back in one day. I do this with other types of photo sessions as well. So once my gear is polished and ready to go, I can do a full day of one hour photo sessions and not lose the time it takes to shift my brain from doing one type of task to get ready for the next type of task. One of my favorite educators, Amy Porterfield, has something that she calls tiger time. This is the time that she takes for herself when she's batching out her work and she wants uninterrupted, productive work time. When she goes into tiger time, phone calls are silenced, a DND sign is placed on her office door, distractions are removed, and she gets right down to completing the work that only she can do. I highly recommend finding places in your business or your workday where you can batch work your tasks and implement your own version of Amy's Tiger Time. Okay, next I want to dive a little deeper into automating your communications both internally and externally. For social media, there are tools you can use to set up your posts. For example, I use Planoly, a tool I've mentioned in a previous episode for automating Instagram and Facebook posts. There are other tools on the market for this as well, such as Plan, Hootsuite, Later, Loomly, Buffer, and more. There are also tools for automating blog posts and podcasts inside of WordPress. Tailwind app is a great tool for automating Pinterest posts. There are also a variety of automation tools that can be used to segment and serve your email list as well so that you're reaching out and serving and connecting with your email list subscribers all in an automated way. For this, I use Kajabi, but there's also MailChimp, ConvertKit, and a whole bunch of others. So now you can see that by using a combination of batch work and automation tools, you can set up to write your social media captions, emails, and blog posts in one sitting, and then set them up to roll out while you're focused on working on more pertinent things in your business. And depending on the type of business you are in, this might look a little different for you. I like to look at most things in one month chunks. Can I spend one day completing that type of task for the four weeks ahead, including creating social media posts, podcast episodes, headshot sessions, and blog posts to name a few? For emailing, it looks a little different depending on how the person landed on my email list. For brides, I'll send them wedding planning prep emails monthly for about six months. And for online course prospects, I'll send them emails with valuable photography learning resources for about four weeks leading into the launch of my online courses. Also, I'll be sure to link all of these web resources in the show notes if you're thinking about giving any of them a try in your own business. And for internal communications, remember how I said earlier I got off email and used Slack and project management software like Trello or Asana? I'll add links for those as well. Okay, we are almost there. The last thing I wanted to mention is focused on money stuff. My least favorite topic, if I'm being perfectly honest, but most definitely not the least important topic when it comes to running a business. Am I right? So number 10 is money stuff. I want to start by saying that I'm very lucky to be served very well by my team of accountants. 
Then I'm going to say that identifying my weakness through managing money is something that I needed to be upfront with in my business. For whatever reason, money has always been one of those subjects that I shy away from. If I could give you absolutely everything you want and need in this world for free and still find a way to feed my family, trust me, that's what I would do. Well, I think this podcast is maybe a good example of that. Anyway, I digress. What I want to say here is identifying your weak spots, whether it's something you know you aren't good at or something that you simply do not like, this is a sign of a great entrepreneur. And once you've come to terms with it, the next step is to get someone in your lifeboat who understands your needs and fills the gaps. So for automated money stuff, we've set up monthly payments to CRA based on estimates of corporate tax amounts so that we don't get any surprises at the end of the year when tax time comes. The same goes for HST. Although as a business, I'm set up to remit HST annually, we tuck these dollar amounts aside into a separate account so that when tax time comes, there aren't any surprises. No shocks to the system because those funds have been already allocated. Sometimes when you see money in your account, if you're like me, you simply think it's there for the taking. And that is not true as an entrepreneur. Not always anyway. Okay, so there you have it. My top tips for getting your workflow in order, automating what you can, and outsourcing the rest so that you can free yourself up for tiger time and focusing on actual growth in your business, doing the things that really need just you, and working on your business instead of in it. Think about those dreams that you've been simmering on the back burner. Do it for them. And hey, I know this might feel like a lot. I'm not suggesting you implement all of the automations immediately. Instead, I want you to just pick the top two or three that could help you today and start there. Believe me, once you see how much time you're getting back to work on your biz and not in it, you'll be looking for any chance to automate. Now, don't forget to head over to the show notes and download the workbook that goes with this session to guide you along the way at kellylawson.ca slash 013. And that's it for today's episode. Over and out, my business beauties. I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.